0: Welcome, everyone. We are passionate at Church Alive, helping people fulfill God's potential for their lives. And that means developing, building, coaching, inspiring leaders. And so I hope you'll have a lean-in factor that today you can grow. Today you can take on a new mentality, a new mindset. And as you allow God to prune you, lift you, other people to inspire you, learn from you, you can become all that God has destined you to become. Heavenly Father, we love you and praise you and I thank you for your life. I thank you for the gift of life. I thank you for every man, every woman, every family represented, both online and in this auditorium right now. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, of the living God, that you would breathe upon these moments. And I pray, Father, I step out of the way, that you might step in the way. Holy Spirit, speak to your sons and your daughters and guide them and lead them and help them hear what they need to hear today. Help me minister this word with life and truth. And Lord, may you lead your people to you. May they follow you wholeheartedly. May you bless families, I pray, and marriages and homes in every single way, Lord, whether single or dating or married or engaged or confused. I pray right now that you would touch people. Why don't we pray this simple prayer? Say, Jesus, Jesus. speak to my heart. Change my life. In your powerful name. And everyone said, come on, give the Lord a hand. One more time. Amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, guys. Grab your seats. Grab your seats. Recently, we had to fix some things in our house, and uh, we got a call from the builder, and we kind of got the call from the builder, the call you didn't want to have. They're like, you need to come over, you need to see something, and we're like, well, that, that doesn't sound very good. And anyway, we came over, and they had to kind of dig into uh, the existing foundation, and they just wanted to show us, they're like, hey, uh, the foundation wasn't built right. And we're like, yay! <laughs> and immediately in my head, I was just like, well, how much does that cost? I, I do not I care about all these reasons, and the person was painting the picture like this and this. I'm like, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> what I care is, is this $20? <laughs> is this $29.99? <laughs> how much? Is this 20 grand? I don't know. That's what I wanted to know. Show me the money. Don't talk to me about all these things. I want to know how much this bad boy is going to cost. Thankfully, it wasn't too too expensive. But the fact of the matter is that had they not paid attention to the foundation, had they not said this matters, it didn't matter how cute the house was. It didn't matter how good it became, did it? It was just a matter of time before we began to see things crack and break. People could have came over and be like, oh my gosh, I love your house. But then nine months later or a year and a half later or five years later or 10 years later, it was just a matter of time. Here's what's also interesting about it is that the sheetrock and the paint would have cracked, but it wasn't the sheetrock's fault. What's interesting also is that so often you and I try to fix the outer issues come on, come on. when God is trying to fix the inner issues. Yeah. You are like the sheetrock needs fixing, and you could spackle it and you could paint it. And how many of you know you could fix the sheetrock? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, it looks better again. But for how long? Yeah. For nine months? For a year and a half? For five years? Maybe you could sell the house and trick someone. No, I tell them the foundation's a little faulty. My wife and I, the first house we ever tried to buy in Rutherford, we literally put an offer on the house. They said yes. The inspector came along, and you know what he said about the house? He said, run. (laughs) So we got our fancy shoes, and we ran. Why? Faulty foundations. Foundation would determine longevity, doesn't it? Here's the annoying thing about foundations. No one comes over your house and says to you, I can't wait to see your foundation. (laughs) No one's ever said to you, show me your foundation. (laughs) But foundations matter, don't they? Foundations are actually a big deal. Here's what I'll say to you today. Here's the phrase (laughs) that pays. If families matter... Then foundation matters. Yeah. If you take nothing else away, if you summarize nothing else, if you fall asleep, I don't suggest it. <laughs> I'll go home and cry. But if families matter, how many of you know then foundations matter? See a lot of scandals I feel like have happened recently, scandals in Hollywood and scandals in government and scandals in business and scandals in church and scandals in families. I've heard all kinds of scandals happening but it doesn't matter what sphere of life it actually affects, the main area it affects is the family because all of us are in family. All of us want a functional family. All of us wish they came from a healthy family. So whether you came from a healthy family, whether you have a healthy family, I believe that God wants you to build a great family. I believe that God wants you to have a great family, but it's not enough to desire that, is it? It's not enough to say, God, you're a genie in a bottle, can have a great family, is it? Proverbs 24 verse 3 says this, by wisdom, someone say wisdom, by wisdom is a house built and through understanding it is established, by wisdom a house is built, but I'd say this to you, to me, uh, you and me today, by wisdom a house is built, by then foolishness it's destroyed, if it's built by wisdom then how is it destroyed, if a family is built by wisdom it's destroyed? When we ignore or avoid wisdom. Whether you do it intentionally or unintentionally, how many know that I could just get this sledgehammer and smash it all over the place, intentionally or unintentionally? I can build my life on a faulty foundation. A lot of times people don't think about foundation until things crack. Haven't you found that? Yeah, yeah. Single people hear me now. It sounds sexy to do it your own way, but I'm here to tell you as someone someone's lived long enough now to say, I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> to live long enough to say, you better check the foundation of your life. You better check sometimes your thinking. You better develop and understand where does that thinking come from? Because thinking comes from a person. It's not devoid. It has to come from someone. And you've got to understand it comes from someone who is either for you or against you. Sometimes it doesn't even matter if it looks good tastes good, feels good. It's often determined by the motivation of the person behind the apple. The apple tasted good, looked good, felt good, but it wasn't good, was it? When the enemy of our soul began to tempt humanity, showed, he- showed Eve and Adam a picture of what looked good, felt good, tasted good, felt good but wasn't good so many times you have to ask yourself the question who's who's telling me that because you've got to ask the question of foundations again foundations aren't sexy no one cares what your foundation looks like just needs to work Proverbs 1 verse 7, the fear of the Lord. The Amplified Bible says this, the reverence and awe is the beginning of wisdom. Because if family matters, then foundations matter. And guess what? This If foundations matter, wisdom matters. It's the beginning of wisdom. It's interesting to me that you can have IQ, you can have EQ, but you can have no clue. It really is. IQ is a gift that you were given because of your mom and daddy's DNA. My son said to me the other day, he's like, Daddy, the girls seem to like me. He was like, it's my jeans. And I'm like, you're wearing sweatpants. He's like, no, Daddy, it's my jeans. And I said, you're right, it is your jeans. But guess what? God gave you those jeans. So you can't take credit for it. You can have IQ, you can be smart, you can have EQ, you can have relational ability, but you can still have no clue. Wisdom starts when I respect and when I honor and when I value God, the author of families. In the beginning, God. Four words. In the the beginning, God. It's the biblical worldview. It's how, if you're a Christian here, if you're not a Christian here, let me say this. The Judeo-Christian worldview starts with just four words. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, not you. In the beginning, not me. In the beginning, not my truth or your truth. In the beginning, God. And that foundation is such a Critical foundation, and it sounds so elementary. You're like, Anthony, I'm in church, and I learned that when I was five. In the beginning, God. But we in, are in a culture right now that is, seems to be breaking every foundation. We live in a culture that is continually telling people over time. First, they says in the beginning, science. They said, in the beginning, a mistake. They said, in the beginning, random chance. They said all of those things and they, what they really were doing was they were taking away the foundation with which you and I view life and it sounded so sexy at the time. It was really introduced around the 60s into American culture that it was in the beginning no God. But now I feel like there's all these other foundations that seem to be breaking because they're taking away that first foundation. There are some things, listen, if you're a parent, please come to the informational night. There are some things that are happening in our culture that I'll tell you right now are some of the most, as a father, as a dad, as someone who cares about family, some of the most concerning things I've ever seen. People are doing social experiments on children. They have no idea where the fruit is going to take them, but I'm telling you right now, it's dangerous, and in the beginning, God. And I'm going to point us to the foundation. I'm going to point us to the foundation because foundations matter. Foundations matter. In the beginning, God. God desired a family, so he made a family. He's the author of family. He defines family and he blesses family. What I've found over time is I've observed Christians and Americans, Western culture, is sometimes people have faith, but what they end up doing, and it's easy to do, you build your life around your family. At first, it's like, man, my wife, my life, my kids, my job, my career, and everything else. And it's like you orbit your life around your family, and man, it sounds sexy. Because family matters, right? Family's so important. But here's the interesting thing, I've found over time that the people who orbit their life around their family eventually don't realize that you're the foundation. And because we're broken and fallible and sinful and all kinds of things, it looks so alluring for a while, but I don't know if you've been around men. We're not that good. (laughs) And I don't know if you've been around women either. How many know there's dysfunction everywhere? So if I build my family upon the foundation of me, how many know I break? And then if I break, my wife breaks. And if my wife breaks and I break, then the family breaks. And before you know it, what we've got is houses that looked good, but the sheetrock's revealing some cracks, isn't it? And unless we let God begin to change our philosophy and our worldview, then we're going to have, it might look sexy, but I've been living long enough to know that trouble comes. Trouble comes to families. Trouble comes to people. Trouble seems to be everywhere. Are you with me? There was a famous movie many years ago called The Godfather. I actually have never seen the whole thing, but for some reason, it was such a cultural icon that I kind of knew of it, and I knew there was this funny quote, and he says, he says this, nothing is more important than family. He says, a man that doesn't spend time with his family is not a man. And what's amazing, stop it. That wasn't even that good, John Perez. Uh, You know, whatever. He's an actor. He's done acting before. I felt I was getting judged as I was watching it. I'm like, wait, I don't know how good this impression is. I've never done a Godfather impression before. I wanted to save it for the stage. I didn't practice this thing. No. Just Let's just do it and see if it's bad or good. Here's what's interesting is he says nothing's more important than family, but the same man destroyed families. Yeah destroyed his own family because of his own sin, because of his own desires, because of his own brokenness. Nothing more important than family. That's how mafia was built. Colossians chapter 1 says this, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Now watch this now. He existed before anything. Why are we talking about Christ when we're talking about families? This line right here. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through Him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything. Someone say Everything. Come on, say everything. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. When you see Jesus, when you hear Jesus in the Gospels, you and I get to see what God would do in human skin. Matthew 19 Verse one says this, When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee, went down to the region of Judea, east of the Jordan River. Large crowds followed him there, and he healed their sick. Some Pharisees come to him and try to trap him with this question, should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? Here's what Jesus says, and he teaches you and I what it means to be a Christ follower. He asked them a question, haven't you read the Scriptures? In other words, his biblical worldview was how he literally viewed the world. So he, as a Jewish teacher, was pointing back to the Old Testament, and he says, haven't you read read the Scriptures? In other words, Jesus didn't say, hey guys, I'm here to make it up. He says, I'm here to point you back to the original. I'm here to point you back to the foundation." And he says this, haven't you read the scriptures? They record that from the beginning. Someone say from the beginning. beginning. Say from from the beginning. What does Jesus do when he's asked the question about family, when he's asked the question about marriage? He goes back to the beginning. He goes back to the foundation, which means this. If I'm a follower of Christ, what do I need to do? Take it back to the beginning, take it back to the foundation. Are you with me? Jesus' worldview was absolutely shaped by the scriptures. Jesus' worldview was absolutely shaped by God's original design. I've even heard of new philosophies and emerging in the news. and It's just concerning sometimes when you begin to Realize that people are breaking down the foundations of what families are built upon for thousands of years and think it's going to go well. And I'm here to raise that alarm to you today. As a father, as a pastor, as someone who knows the Word of God, be careful of the philosophies that you swallow. Be careful. Discern. Say, is this true? Does this build anything? Families matter. Foundations matter. Yeah. Let me illustrate why this is so important. I was watching a TV show with my wife recently, and I was one of those cop shows. I like cop shows. You like some cop shows? You're like, yeah, get them. And the funny thing is, anyway... They arrest this one man, he's married, he has another woman, the guy's changed his name numerous different times, They, cops meet with the woman, they get together with her, they say his name used to be this, his name used to be that, he's married, and she's like, no, 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 that can't be, we're in love, we're about to buy a house, we're about to get married. And they had to give her the bad news that the relationship that she was in was on a completely faulty foundation. Everything she thought about him was untrue. Everything she fell in love with, no, she fell in love with the idea of what he showed her. But I'm in love. It must be true. But I'm in love. No, you're in Eros. There are different types of love. Eros love and phileo love and agape love. Right? I'm in love. No, you're in Eros. It'll take more than Eros to build a marriage. It'll take more than Eros to build a foundation. You need a little eros. Actually, you need a lot. But you need friendship love, phileo love. And there's a steely love. And then there's this agape love, which is completely unconditional. But they had to give her the bad news because this relationship is completely on a wrong foundation. You're in love with an idea. Her life was devastated, but how many know it was gonna get devastated anyway? And the challenge of sometimes church and series like this is it can be uncomfortable. You be sitting in the chair like, oh. (laughs) I didn't hear what it was. I just heard a phone go off. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If you're online, you had to be here, you know. God calls the church the pillar of truth. The church is the family of God. Christ is the head of the church. Colossians 1.18 says Christ is the head of the church. But watch this now. If your body thinks differently than your head, what we have is a dysfunction. So here's the challenge of Jesus. Let me just tell you the challenge of Jesus. Where you think different than Jesus, you need to change. Because he's not. Hebrews 13 says he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is literally the alpha, meaning the beginning. And he is the omega, meaning the end. He is before all things. And so if I think I'm more right than Jesus, let me just give you a head check for a second and I'll ask you a question, are you sure? Did you come back from the dead? Did you know the future like no one else knew the future? Even when you are nailed to a cross, did you forgive the world? When you were at your worst, did nothing but love ooze from you? Did you literally change 2,000 years of human history? When you start to elevate yourself above Jesus, let me just remind you that he was the one who literally came back from the dead. Are you with me? Over 500 people alive saw him and so when I, I have this weird philosophy when me and Jesus are wrong, He's right. <laughs> in the beginning. Someone say, in the beginning. in the beginning. You know, you could substitute that word in the beginning for a number of different words. I could say, in the beginning, love. I could say, in the beginning, I could say mercy. I could say, in the beginning, Holy. But here's what I want to say. In the beginning, our Father, He's the author of family. In the beginning, our Father, He's the first Father, the original Father. He's the best Father. He is the author of family. He places lonely people in family. The the family of God is a spiritual family. We have an earthly family, but God says, no, you don't just have a Earthly family, I want to invite you into a spiritual family. I want you to be connected to a spiritual family. I want you to be in right relationship with a spiritual family. I don't just want you to be a consumer of a spiritual family. That's called a cancer cell. I want you to be a contributor to the family. But my question to you is this. In the beginning, our Father, but can the Father father you? Can God father you? Can the ultimate father father you? Yeah. <laughs> Can he give you the instructions? Can he give you the parameters? Can he give you the guidelines and guardrails? Can he give you the instruction out of love? Because again, you've got to understand, when you don't like God's command, trust his heart. When you love the devil's in invitation, look at his heart. When we build our lives and families on solely our feelings, we are building on a faulty foundation. And I say this, I say this solely on our feelings because our feelings actually are valuable and important. You don't disregard all of your feelings. That would be unhealthy, that would be unwise. Like if you're angry all the time, go to sleep. If you're angry all the time, have something to eat. If you're angry all the time, do some exercise, right? You actually, your feelings are valid. But then sometimes you gotta ask the deeper question, why am I feeling this way? Because my feelings aren't necessarily truth. They're sometimes a mirage. You're called to build a strong family to do so, you have to sometimes overcome your strong desire to be the boss and allow the Father to father you. Let me talk to every man just for a second. The greatest gift you could ever give to your family is to allow the Father to father you. The greatest gift every man in here could ever give to his family is to allow the Father to father you so you act more like Him. Man, that's good. The greatest gift you could ever give, the greatest healing that'll overflow to a family is by someone who's allowed God to father them, heal them, speak a word to them. No son, not this way. No daughter, not this way. in the song by John Legend he said I I never try and change you change you that sounds good doesn't it I never try change you change you I will always want the same you same you I got news for you (laughs) the father wants to change you change you he wants to be the better you better you If you're married here, you need to look at your spouse and say, you better change. (laughs) You better keep growing. You better keep growing. And I'm talking growing together. Because if you don't change, you don't change. You know, I was talking to my daughters the other day. And sometimes in the morning, they like to eat like whole wheat waffles. I don't know how many of you eat them, but they're pretty tasty. And they always try to put too much syrup on them. And they Daddy, it's fine. And I, and I say, listen, girls, just, just put a little less.
1: <laughs> put a little less.
0: And here's what my daughters do. They go, but Daddy daddy, especially my little one, she's like, and I'll try to tell her something. She's like, she tries to overwhelm my answer with her, God, if someone's telling you some things and you're like, ba ba but, 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 but God, but God, I want more syrup. But God, I need more butter. But God, I'm spreading it everywhere. He's trying to give you instruction, but sometimes you need to trim that butt. I really didn't mean that to be funny. family matters right family matters I, I pray in this church we build strong families it's a desire in my heart to build strong families if families matter then foundation matters the Father's words matter they matter a lot if you want to save yourself some pain you'll listen If you wanna save yourself some pain, you'll listen. Come on, close your eyes. Father, I thank you for every man, every woman, every young person. Father, I thank you for them today. God, they're your sons, they're your daughters. And God, you have something so good for us in the family. And I, I just pray over our church. I pray over those online. I, I pray those who watch it from another state or nation. I pray for their families today that they would be strong, that you would strengthen them, Father, that you would heal some of the wounds that come up, that you would protect them and watch over them. And I pray, Holy Spirit, wherever you need to prune some things and shape some things and break down some things that right now look good, but in time the foundation will be revealed. I pray, Holy Spirit of the living God, that you would do what only you can do and you would take this really simple 30-minute message and would you help people build on the right thing. That is your word. Help us live lives, God, that are truth-based, Confront us where we need it. Love us where we need it. Speak to us where we need it, I pray. Pray for marriages to be so strong in this house, all across this place. Pray for people who want to get married. If you give them wisdom. Pray for those who are dealing with pain. You'd help that one. Well, eyes are closed in this place. When Adam and Eve fell, they fell out of the family. Then they hid, but God made a way. That's really the story of humanity, where you and I make mistakes. We fall out of the family, but God comes to restore and redeem You may be here today and you say, Pastor Anthony, I don't know if I'm in the family of God. We are all the offspring of God, but we make the decision to be in the family of God. John chapter one says, to those who received him, he gave them the right to become children of God, born not of a husband's will, but of the will of God. So if you are here or watching online today, and you're not part of the family of God, I would I would desire to pray with you so that you would restore that relationship. It is the most vital, most important. It is the eternal relationship that you would have with your Father. Jesus is the bridge. You and I, when we trust in Christ, we stop trusting our own righteousness. We stop saying, God, I'm living life my own way. We literally step onto the bridge named Jesus. We say, God, from this moment on, I wanna follow you by your grace. I need your forgiveness. I need your mercy. I need your grace in my life. And at that moment, the Bible says we go from death to life. We literally go from the offspring of God to the family of God. And so in this place right now and online right now, if you wanna pray that and turn your heart to God and turn your mind to God, the Spirit of God is moving across this place. Maybe at one time you walked with God. Maybe at one time you really had a deep authentic connection with faith, but you have been dragged away and beat away and you want to come back, I want to pray with you too. Let's pray this simple prayer together. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for paying the price. I could never pay. I turn to you. Away from trusting me to trusting you. I want a relationship with you. From this day on, may I walk with you. Forgive me, fill me, empower me with your Holy Spirit. May I never be the same in Jesus' name. While eyes are closed all across this place, you meant business with God. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, raise it up quickly right now. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can put your hands down. Father, I thank you for every hand, every man, every woman, every person online right now. In Jesus' name, would you bless them? Would you strengthen their thinking, their mind, their heart, everything that they are, Father. Oh, fill this place. I pray for protection of the Word of God that's been sown today that would not fall on hard hearts or busy hearts, but you would cause it to bear incredible fruit, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe God in this place, give the Lord a hand in the house of God. That
1: was incredible. It's a great word. Hey, if you raised your hand to place your faith in Jesus today, we have a gift for you. You can grab this at our Next Steps counter, uh, Following Jesus. If you're online, you can actually text CONNECT 7 to 97,000. thousand. will mail one of these books to you. We actually have a transform group that covers the material in this book. If you're new to faith and knowing Jesus, um, check it out. It's really good uh, foundation. Ah, I saw it out there there. Um, For you. So, hey, just a reminder, as you Saw on the video that Anthony uh, spoke about the family policy seminar is February twenty seventh. It's a Saturday night. Invite all the families, parents. Um, you want to know what's actually happening right now? It's crazy. Out of four, out of fifty states, New Jersey is one of the four that is pushing some pretty difficult things and you need to be informed it's slipped through without a lot of us knowing and there's things you need to know so make sure you're a part of that come out saturday february 26th 7th hey we'll see you back next week for the continuation of family matters god bless you guys see you soon